0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are currently holding
1: for further traffic clearance. Check out Kristen's new website, MagicalJourneysVacations.com, for all your vacation needs. Disney, Universal, Cruise Lines, and more. Thank you for traveling with us. MagicalJourneysVacations.com. Have her book your magical vacation today. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney. You know the thing about good food? It brings folks together from all walks of life. Your ultimate source for the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen and Bubba are your guides on this culinary adventure. People are going to line up for miles around just to get a taste in my food.
0: Mm. Food.
1: Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice as it relates to Disney dining.
0: Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me?
1: Ask the dishes. From Quick Service to Fine Dining, you'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the Disney parks. Let's do this thing! The Dining at Disney Podcast. And now your hosts, Kristen and Bubba.
0: Welcome to the Dining at Disney podcast, your ultimate source for delicious discussion about dining at Disneyland and Disney World. I am your host, Kristen, and Bubba is out today and in his place, I have special guest Al John. Hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me back on the show.
0: Well, you are here today to discuss with me. Uh, we went to Waldorf Astoria, Orlando and did the Taste of Bull and Bear. So Mm. we're going to be discussing that. It is a part of their food and wine weekends that is taking place now and will through the end of Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival. They do it on the weekends so you can enjoy these events. Uh, Most things occur on Friday and Saturday, but on Sundays they do have a royalty that you can enjoy.
1: I enjoy it all. I (laughs) I love that place. Love the people, love the resort, love the food.
0: So let's dig right in and start talking about the delicious items that we had to eat. All right. Okay, so the way this works is for 120, you have multiple courses, it's per person, and they have wine options that you can do uh, the sommelier pairing for $60, or you can do the captain's pairing for $40. And so we ended up doing the pairing as well, and it starts off with a, um, a mousse bouche. So you had like a little piece of beef that they served you on a spoon. And that was absolutely delicious.
1: Okay, so tell people what a mousse bouche is. It's a small bite?
0: Yeah, it's just a little tiny bite.
1: Served on a slate and a little spoon. And it was, oh my gosh, it was great. I mean, I love Bull and Bear anyway. We, we, it, truth be told, we covered Food and Wine Weekends last year. And it was just so much fun. And Waldorf Astoria is is great, and their their restaurants are amazing. No matter what resort you go to, around the USA, around the world, really, it's around the world. Uh, they really have great restaurants, and the Bull and Bear is just magnifique.
0: Yes, it is fine dining. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts off then, following that with the what they call the beginning, and it's that's on the menu the amuse bouche it's not so you don't know what you're gonna get with that
1: it's a chef but, choice
0: yes so your first the beginning is the asparagus cappuccino and it has a white cheddar foam and in previous years they've done a cappuccino like this as well and in a sense it's the best way i could put it is a very rich creamy almost like soup mm-hmm. and this one it's suggested to take a little sip of it, and then to mix the the foam on top with the actual um, cappucc- asparagus cappuccino. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like you could you could have a whole bowl of this, but that would be all you would eat because you, it's really rich and creamy. Can
1: you imagine how much cream is in that? And how, if you had a, a standard bowl of that su- as a soup, I mean, how rich that would be. Like I couldn't even imagine it. This. This soup is beyond amazing. It's just, it's perfect. It just gives you that 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 appetizer. It is. I mean, it it is just like the opening salvo to it. If you thought the moosh boost was, boost was good, a little bite in the beginning, and you have this, it's like it, it'll it'll blow your mind how good it is. I, I did. I knew that it was yummy. Last year's was yummy with the truffle, but my gosh, this year, I I didn't think asparagus would be so yummy.
0: It was. It was that great. Was good.
1: My gosh!
0: And then you have your choice of appetizer or salad. We actually ended up being able to get both, so we did the had the romesco butter crusted scallop. It has Italian beans and roasted chanterelle ragu, and ink squid or squid ink lace. I almost said that backwards. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was basically like a, a you know a, a little that squid ink. It's it's just like an edible decoration it doesn't yeah it really doesn't have any type of flavor you'd think oh it's
0: kind of of salty well uh, yeah it's a little bit
1: salty but you know it's it's a nice kind of garnish on the the edible garnish kind of
0: yeah it's It's, along the the lines of like if you see like a parmesan crisp yeah exactly it's along the lines of that Um, the scallop cooked perfectly it was amazing <laughs> i could have had several of them
1: <laughs> uh yeah you and me both but before you get into that are, are you done with this particular dish because we didn't even talk about the bread service
0: well no we still have to talk about the italian beans that come with that oh okay yeah we'll the talk, ragu. About
1: talk about the ragu
0: it's delicious of course it was a little salty not too salty but a little salty mm-hmm. added a nice. Um, I would say with the chanterelles, it added an, an, a nice earthiness mm-hmm. to the dish, considering it's seafood. It gives it a little bit more complex flavor that way.
1: Yeah, and with the scallops, the way they were prepared, just the right amount of that, that little crispy crust on the outside, and then when you bit into the scallop, it was like all that, that nice, juicy goodness that you would want out of a scallop. They weren't slimy or underprepared. It was just... Perfect.
0: Overcooked is usually the biggest problem I find with scallops. Yeah,
1: and they become a little rubbery. Yep. And they're know? just
0: chewy and it's not good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But this was just, oh man. Once again, just perfection on a plate. And when you get you get these plates of food, you know, you, you think back to Food Network and shows like Iron Chef or whatever, and they bring out these just magnificent looking plates and they're so pretty, you don't even want to... Like, eat it. Of course, Kristen's there taking pictures of everything for dining at com. So, no one's going to interrupt her while she's taking pictures. Even the servers are like, Oh, should I even serve you? No, she's in the <laughs> middle of taking pictures right now. And everyone around is like looking and, and, and going, She's got a pretty awesome camera to take these pictures. I'm kind of jealous because everybody else is pulling out their cell phone, like, you know, tweeting pictures, you know? So kind of kind of funny when you see like you know all these other people that you know they're not food writers or anything yeah. they just love the food so much you know Oh
0: yeah well yeah. i mean you're you're Phone is great for taking pictures to post on, like, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, something like that. Social media.
1: <laughs> look where I'm eating. Bull and Bear. <laughs> right? I'm having a ball. What are you doing? Having Arby's or something? <laughs> <You know. laughs>
0: McDonald's. McDonald's. Taco oh, Bell. <laughs>
1: hey, look, nothing wrong with those places, but I'm just saying, you know, this is not This is a great place.
0: Okay, so you wanted to talk about the bread, which oh. you love. <laughs> you You are a bread person.
1: So... Their servers are, once again, just very attentive and they're like, oh, you know, it's time for bread service. Okay, so typically you go to a a, a nice restaurant, even, you know, instead of getting the the regular rolls or whatever, the bread service like at you know, places like Cheesecake Factory, where they bring out all the different breads and things. Now, they have these artisan breads. They're all baked fresh that day and you could get like multigrain or some kind of french you know bread or whatever but they have this brioche <laughs> which is like a, a, like a little chef hat it just looks it so does. nice like kind of does look like yeah looks like a little chef hat it's just nice and then you, you can just pull, pull it, it apart, apart. <laughs> You know, and this brioche... What what else is in this brioche? Because it's not just like a buttery roll. There's no, like, it's got there's an like, herb. It's got herbs it's in it. some type of herb or chive or something. I don't know what they have in it. But you pull it apart, and it's like... you Have ever had those pull-apart rolls? Kind of, you know, kind of very flaky and, and light and buttery? That's exactly what the, this is. And they even, like... I'm sure they brush a little butter on the top because it's brioche, right? So brioche is, like, super buttery anyway and fluffy. So you pull it apart, and then they bring out this vermont was it butter from vermont somewhere they got this really the creamery butter right everybody creamy. makes one of like the hugh jackson and the, the kateley pulled no really creamery hugh butter.
0: jackman what you just called him hugh jackson
1: no i said hugh jackman
0: no you said jackson okay, but that's okay. well i'm it, i'm delirious right now
1: so it's hugh jackman yeah, it's, it's wolverine it's wolverine so anyway creamy <laughs> butter you know farm fresh artisan butter and that with the brioche melts in your mouth they i made the mistake and you you don't know this you know you know don't know this the very first time you do the food and wine weekends there at bull and bear so you go in and they give you the bread service and they're like oh try the you know that's the stuff right and then you get it and then you eat it and then they come back around for the bread and then i did the mistake the first time of like loading up on the dang brioche because it's so yummy this time out i knew better I was like super, super full, like even before they brought out the the, the second course and this time out, I made sure I'm only going to have one piece of brioche because I am not going to make it to the end of this uh, this journey of food.
0: It's very difficult.
1: It is because you want more bread. Plus, we were starving anyway. We're mm-hmm. like, we're ready to eat. So anyway, I digress. The bread service, wonderful.
0: Yeah, because you can't eat. You don't want to eat late in the day. You want to make sure you have room for all the delicious So tell food. everybody
1: what time we had dinner.
0: At 7 o'clock.
1: Yeah. And what time did we get out of there? Late. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hours later.
1: Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, please continue.
0: So the next thing we had was salad. It's the Bull and Bear Spring Salad. So it was very light, very refreshing. um, And that was followed by what they call the catch of the day. This is their fish course. And it is the Bone-In Turbo Steak. And it has a green pea puree Smack tomato and turbo chips and this fish was nice tender had really good flavor to it um, even if you don't like green peas it's still worth trying the puree i thought it was tasty and i'm not a big pea person <laughs>
1: <laughs> no the, once again another great plate of art they use that puree to kind of center the protein there, and you see. Listen to me; I sound like a little foodie, but it's really pretty. It's like it's painted on, and the tomatoes are are great, and the fish itself. Like I didn't, I don't know turbo fish. Like I've not, I don't know it. You know, it's well, it's
0: not, not seen on the menu. Least in the U.S. very often, right?
1: So it's for me, it's not a very fishy. You would think, you know, it's not. It's not like a fishy, fishy, fishy fish. You know, does that make any sense? Yes, it's, it's not, like, not very fishy. It's not like yeah flavor. It's, yeah, I'm. I, it's not like an ahi tuna, and it's not like a salmon. It's. It's more like maybe like,
0: like, like halibut. Halibut, yeah, kind of like a halibut,
1: not like a tilapia, but like a halibut, I guess. You know, I don't know. But it doesn't have a fishy, fishy taste, but it does have a very moist, meaty, you know, satisfying taste and savory with the way they make it. And
0: And they had nice searing on the outside of it.
1: Yes, that's right. So, I mean, you know, when you look at seared meats and you look at seared fish... And you look and you you like that that nice brown golden color that's on there. But would you take a bite and you feel that kind of caramelization that that slightly happens on the top? And you dig in with your fork and you feel that crunch and you can feel that texture. It's really nice. I mean, I hate to sound all foodie, but this is a foodie podcast, so I can do that's that. that's true. So you're allowed
0: a, to be foodie. It's
1: very it's very satisfying. Once again, like much like much like the scallops, it 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 has a great when you when you dip your fork into it you, you dig in for the first time you know that it's a quality piece of fish and then you eat it and you you and I like to take a bite of every little component in there in one like first bite like you know that's that's what I do I like to taste the peas and I like to taste all that stuff and when I give you a piece of my food if I we need to share something I make sure to get every little piece yes. of it in there so when I give it to you you can taste how the whole thing is and uh, as a whole the fish by itself awesome but combined with the different components on the 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 plate it just really is complete you know
0: i thought so too yeah well then the next dish they call pasture this is your your meat portion of it it's a six ounce filet of beef rossini and uh with beef tallow candle potato pavé and sauteed seasonal mushrooms now, I always like mushrooms with steak.
1: Steak and potatoes.
0: man. The pota- they're potatoes. Uh, if you're not familiar with pavé, it is really finely sliced potatoes, and then they <laughs> put it all back together and bake it. Okay, like
1: a deconstructed baked <laughs> potato without the skin and in a really nice the rectangular square. It's kind of like- portion. I say rectangular square, that doesn't make any sense.
0: The best thing that I can explain it is, like, as far as how, like, thinly sliced it is, um, it's kind of like if you tried to make phyllo dough with potatoes. You know, it's real nicely thin.
1: But then it cooks evenly, Mm -hmm. and it has a really nice crispy texture on the outside. It's literally someone that took a potato, if you could take a potato, and look at the heart of the potato and cut out all of the rounder areas What's left in the middle, that nice rectangular box, is the potato, sliced very, very thin, as Kristen said, like a filo dough or whatever, and then baked. And you have that nice crispiness on the outside, but it's cooked really evenly all the way through because of the way it's sliced. And there's a nice golden brown on the exterior, but when you slice in the middle, it's just, it's like a surprise. It's just, <laughs> it's like... The best part of French fries without being French fries, right?
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: it's got that texture, that nice texture, starchy, not overly salty. It's just, man, it's great.
0: And not uh, the crispy, like overcooked fries. That's right. Not, Think
1: yeah. about the best part of the French fries. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, it's just wonderful. But then you, you're talking about the mushrooms, right? And yes. the mash, the mushroom and the ragu that's part of that. Uh, Wow. How earthy and and great tasting was that? The mushrooms for me, like I could just have a whole like a cup full of that.
0: The mushrooms? Yeah, the mushrooms and the
1: gravy and stuff. I mean, that was ragu, gravy, whatever you want to call it. It's yummy. Reduction. Reduction. Yes. Hey, look, I'm somewhat of a foodie and I'm glad you corrected my course on that. Okay. So speaking about course, how about that meat?
0: Well, the meat was fantastic, but before we get into that, I want to mention because I'm sure saying beef tallow candle sounds a little odd to people. But what they do is they actually take the fat from the beef, (laughs)
1: like the best part,
0: (laughs) and they turn it into a candle. And then they use that to, like,
1: with a wick and everything. And they heat it up and then they pour a little bit over the steak. Uh huh. Yeah. How can that be bad? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really? Okay, so. So someone had the tallow candle too. They uh, actually the the this is so funny. Throughout the entire night, this table right next to us was
0: party of five, party or six. of
1: four, or five. Was it Was it really six? Wasn't it five? No. 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 It was, was it party four? of four? Now this woman.
0: I was thinking there were had, more people at that had table. the
1: badass steak. Now it wasn't it wasn't the steak that we had with the flay, which is more like a filet mignon type of you know thing. She actually had the bone in yeah,
0: the tomahawk stick.
1: tomahawk which literally feeds like two four people two it's people. like a lot it's a it's lot a of stick. meat Yeah, and they bring out the dang tallow candle inside that little gravy boat and the little candle in there it looks like Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast like all melting <laughs> around in there so they she, she lights a candle and literally she takes a bite of it and she goes oh my god like, loud. Like, like, wow. What, Harry met Sally over here? Oh, my God. And I, <laughs> I tell you, I've never heard. And literally, not just her, but everyone under her party, plus us at some point, we are like, oh, my God, this tastes great. The people behind us said, oh, my God, my food tastes great. And the people in the, the booth right over there. I've never heard so many people. And I told our headwait this. You know, Sam. Tim, our favorite our guy, Tim, who served us two years in a row for our anniversary. This was our anniversary dinner, right? So we go in and I told Tim, I said, hey, Tim, I've never heard the term. Oh, my God. So much in my life in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Really, seriously. It was it was awesome. But anyway, yeah, tallow candle. I'm down yes, with that. Yes,
0: the steak that she had, that tomahawk steak actually made when Bubba and I did our top five shareable I, entrees, it made the shareable list.
1: Oh, I know this because I produce your show and I and I got hungry once again. Like you guys said, anytime you talk about food, I, I dare say anyone that listens to your podcast as a subscriber, regular listener, or first time listener... Uh, perhaps you cannot leave listening to this podcast without being hungry. I don't care if you've already eaten. It just, this, the food talk is just wonderful. So yes, I did hear about that. Okay. Shareable dishes two episodes ago or something like that. Yes.
0: Top, top five, uh, entrees to to share. share.
1: Entrees to share. Yes. So we went from mushrooms, the ragu, the, the, the potatoes. And now we're talking about the meat itself. Now I love steak. If you've heard me talk on Kristen's podcast or on WDWT Groom, our source radio program, you know I love steak. And more importantly, if I were to choose from a cut of steak, it would typically be strip, New York strip. right? You, you often order that, yeah. It's, just, it's very flavorful.
0: You either get that or like the ribeye.
1: Or the ribeye, yeah. The bone-in ribeye is really good. I have had uh, a lot of experience with the... Um, you know, filet mignon and those type of cuts of meat. It's just not as flavorful. But holy cow, was this good. And we got ours cooked and prepared in what way?
0: Medium rare. That's I right. always, I always, whenever they ask, how would you like that cooked? I always ask. How does the how chef, does pre- chef prepare it?
1: How does, yeah. Or how prefer does it. Prefer to serve it.
0: Recommend.
1: Yes, recommend it. And most oftentimes the chef will recommend medium rare. Yeah. Just because that brings out the most flavor and it's the best texture, you know, for the meat. And uh, I used to be a well-done kind of guy because growing up, you know, my that's what we, you know, my dad ordered. You know, I like it well done, you know, whatever. And I'm, I, I didn't realize steak could be so dang good <laughs> until I started, you know, dating you. And then all of a sudden, oh, wow. I went from, and you know this, I went from well done to being medium. Yes. And from medium to being medium rare. So... I can taste the cow now. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really good. So good. By this time my meter's nearing empty uh, nearing oh, full, full rather. Yeah. My, my, my my gas tank is like just there. And
0: just then of thing. course we had the last course, which often is many people's favorite, and that is the dessert. And it was the Napoleon with a Grand Marnier pastry cream. Mm-hmm. Napoleon is one of my favorite desserts. I just like how it's flaky and creamy and there's not too much sweetness to it. It's just mildly sweet. Well, this one is not your traditional Napoleon. It actually was like wafer, almost like wafer cookies with the Grand Marnier pastry cream in between those.
1: Yeah, wasn't, I wasn't, I I thought that this would be a different type of dessert.
0: Yeah, because usually it is, usually it looks different. I couldn't finish it. It was so good, oh, but I, I could not. I couldn't do it.
1: I kept on telling. I kept on telling you. I said you need to pace yourself because you still have dessert left. And throughout this entire time, we have a, a new beverage or beverages. You know that 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 Tim would be by to to educate us on on the different yeah, wines the and the pairings, and it was so good, so captivating. And not only that, but even beforehand when we were trying to figure out what to eat, we actually both got two separate cocktails of their signature signature cocktails, too. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to mention that, but...
0: um. Yes, I did the uh, gin and tonic, Mm -hmm. and they used fresh herbs in that. They have herbs, juniper, some flowers, um, all kinds of botanicals in the drink.
1: Yeah. I, I, I looked at your drink, and the ice cubes were even frozen alcohol. Yeah. So that when they melted you could have a, another drink and it wasn't watered down at all. It was like absolutely perfect. And I looked at your drink and I thought to myself, it looks like something that I could actually put plants in. It looked like a little mini fish bowl. You bought it like Bath and Body Works. And it just looked so pretty with all the different. Yeah.
0: Cause it served in a uh, brandy glass In a
1: brandy glass. And I, it just looked, it just looked really, really nice because of all the different, as you said, the botanicals and the different things they would put in there and a little sprig of this and a little bit of that. And, it looked so pretty, but it was a very good cocktail. Now, me, on the other hand, I'm a gin guy. Love gin. And Tim suggested that I try something like um, The Last Word, which a lot of people love. It's uh, Magellan gin and uh, kind of, you know, got that citrusy, lemony thing going on. And yeah, of course, I loved it. <laughs> They've got great signature it's got cocktails. Green,
0: green chartreuse in it
1: yeah you know i'm not really sure about all the other ingredients but man i tell you what i loved it and so anyway yes definitely anytime i go to a restaurant i like having one of their signature cocktails because that represents to me that they really take pride in their menu they have these really nice creations and people really like these drinks represents you know the best of their bartending and there you go bam awesome cocktails yeah, it along was, with all the wine. I know so, we oh could have gosh. skipped
0: the cocktails and just had the wine. And I couldn't.
1: I couldn't wait to just get started. <laughs> to be quite honest, I was like, you know, this, this might be a while. So guess what? I'm going to have a cocktail. But uh, yeah, we had a lot, a, a lot of nice drinks for sure.
0: Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And the you know it's you know it's, it's not bad prices either for cocktails. You know when you are talking about a place like Bowl and Bear or you know Four Seasons. I mean. You can have one cocktail and you're you're pretty good, you know, especially if you get something like the gin and tonic that I had.
1: I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed your gin and tonic, to be quite <laughs> honest. It's usually my drink of choice, that and a martini.
0: So. Martini is your drink of choice. Gin martini.
1: Or mule. Yeah. These days. But anyway, please continue.
0: Uh, well, I think that pretty much covers our experience there.
1: Okay. So if you haven't dined at Bull and Bear over at the Waldorf Orlando over resort understand that this is definitely a fine dining restaurant however there there is a very loose kind of I, I like to think it's very loose dress code oh, because yeah. they're not they're not going to be like Victorian Albert's where you need to have a dinner jacket or a cocktail dress or you know that type of the thing they understand you maybe you you've been out in the park all day or maybe you were on the golf course or whatever so you're gonna you know come in and dress casual. But have a fine dining experience.
0: Yeah, I'd say it's like business casual. Yeah,
1: business casual. You know, so definitely shirts, collards, and you know, and you know, I had nice shorts on and, and stuff. So I went in there. I, I definitely wasn't you know dressed in a ball cap and you know a, a tank top.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, you That's, would look really out of place. Yeah, we're, in that we're place not. We're doing
1: we're, that. Yeah, you're not doing that in this restaurant for sure. But, you know, so um, so let's talk about. We talked about the food, the drink, wine pairing, cocktails. Uh, we talked about Tim a little bit, and we can get into the servers in, in just a bit. But um, what type of atmosphere does Bull & Bear have for your first-time listeners that haven't listened to uh, our Bull & Bear experiences in the past?
0: Let's see. I would say it's got a dark, dark wooden interior. So it's it's elegant, but it's not... Wouldn't say overstated you know
1: it's not pretentious no i didn't feel that way
0: no I it's felt more like laid it back nice. even even as nice as the restaurant is and having you know excellent cuisine fine dining you know it's not that stuffiness that some restaurants feel
1: yeah definitely not it still had a very nice energy about about it and there was a nice kind of uh, liveliness, and I think all the servers, being as professional as they are, they had a little pep in their step. But they were not only great to talk to and engage with, but they offered up really nice suggestions regarding the food. And definitely, Tim uh, really gave us education. You know, drinks and and cocktails and beer and and that type of stuff is really his life. I mean, he he's like you know, a great sommelier, right? Yes. He knows the history. He knows what goes good with stuff. He works with the chefs, he's incredible in the mind and just so um, professional and uh, really has a good vocal tone. Like he, he never was overbearing, but he was very understated, but easy to understand. Yes. Right.
0: Oh, definitely. It really yeah.
1: added to our experience because I love learning about new drinks and things of that nature. And he's like, Oh, so you're a gin guy. Well, <laughs> Let me tell you about this gin. He pulls uh, out yes. a very special reserve bottle of uh, of gin to have me sample and you sample, and uh, was definitely like, "Oh, well, you like this, you may want to try this," and uh, would give us reasons why it was just very, very good. So, but I can't go on and on. Well, yeah, yes, it is. it is
0: Monkey Forty Seven yes. Schwarzwald Dry Gin.
1: I almost said Twelve Monkeys. No, that's a
0: movie <laughs> and a TV show
1: So, at any rate Thank you, Tim You rock You have good taste in music, too
0: <laughs> You always talk music
1: I can't help myself and But, of course, what does our server do? He loves music um, The other gentleman who was serving us Who used to work over um, uh, What was the, the other lounge that they have there? Um, at uh, Peacock Alley? At Peacock Alley, yes He's like cross Train and Leluche, right?
0: La uh, that's yeah. the other restaurant that's yeah, over at so, Helton or uh, Bonnet Creek. Yeah,
1: so he's like cross training in all the different restaurants, but he too, great music fan and definitely a big fan of the food. So, anyway, big shout out to those guys. Yes. They're great. So, atmosphere, dress code. Um, you didn't really see a whole lot of kids.
0: No, it's definitely okay. more... It's adult-oriented. An adult, yeah. And they do have, during food and wine weekends, they have kids' activities that you can put your kids in at, at night. Um, and it takes place, I think it's from like 6 to 10. So, and, and the kids get dinner there as well. So they'll feed them and they'll make sure that they're entertained the entire night while you're off enjoying a nice nice meal.
1: Yeah. The, like I said, Bull and Bear is, is wonderful. Um, I love the food and wine menu that they have for food and wine weekends i think it's an awesome event um and the one thing that i think we should do next time is actually see if one of the chefs would come out and say hi and talk to you for a minute because i but they were so busy yeah so so. That's terribly something you busy. would
0: we would like would have to be scheduled before Ahead the of restaurant officially opens. Yeah,
1: yeah. But let me tell you something. As long as we were there, because we were there pretty lengthy time, we did get to speak to the servers and take time, and they appreciated us as much as we appreciated them. So it was a really great experience across the board, and of course, good food takes time to prepare. So. To, to wait for the main courses to come out, it wasn't like we did not enjoy the journey. As you oh, can yeah. hear, we enjoyed the entire journey from the appetizers all the way through. So, you know, it was definitely worth want. it. it was, yeah. And it was definitely worth it considering how much education that we get. If you're into food, which is why you would be there for food and wine weekends, then it's something that you need to experience for yourself. I right?
0: agree. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that is our show for today. Uh, Alton, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you?
1: Okay. Well, of course, uh, you and I do a podcast and a show. It's a radio show first, people. It's WDW Tiki Room on Sorcerer Radio. It is one of their flagship shows. We've been around for many, many years, and we do Disney, pop culture. Uh, We talk about gaming on occasion. We have resort reviews. Just everything you want and you're passionate about as a Disney fan uh, Marvel and Star Wars talk in there, too, with TV shows um, and, of course, great music. And that is uh, Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. on Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com, on demand at wdwtroom.com, iTunes. And you can also check out my website, JediMasketeer.com. We get geeky there. And we talk more about Marvel and we talk about the parks we also talk about upcoming movies, and we do trailers and all kinds of stuff there at JediMasketeer.com. And my Facebook is there. My Instagram is there, too. So uh, please subscribe to WDW Groom, Room. Listen to Sorcerer Radio and check out Jedi Masketeer.
0: And as far as Dining at Disney, you can find Bubba and I at DiningAtDisney.com. Of course, the, the podcast, we would love it for you guys to go on iTunes, Stitcher, give us reviews, five stars. We like that. Uh, share with your friends. Sharing is caring, as we like to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't is. don't hesitate to share the show with your friends um, and on social media. Of course, you guys can find us everywhere under Dining at Disney, except for on YouTube. The uh, channel is The Dining at Disney on YouTube. Um, so it,
1: it takes very little effort to give us a thumbs up. It takes very little effort for you to subscribe and share the program. So please do that. And uh, don't forget to check out DiningAtDisney.com for all of your great supporting affiliate links.
0: Yes, we've got Jelly Belly. There's our books are on there as well. Your new
1: book, The Epcot Disease Guide.
0: Store. Yes, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival 2016 Dining Guide is there. So you want to pick that up. It is over 200 pages. uh, Full full color color. photos. Over 100 photos are in the book. Mm. So full schedules, expert dining tips, all kinds of good stuff in there, including uh, you can print out all of the menu items Take it with you. Highlight it. Go, this is what I'm going to get, and keep up with things that way. Yeah,
1: the old good old checklist. Yes. We like it. So, well, thanks for having me on the show.
0: Well, thanks for being on the show. Well, until next time, bon appétit.
1: I'm a gin guy. Love gin. And Tim suggested that I try something like um, The Last Word, which a lot of people love. It's uh, Magellan gin and... Uh, kind of, you know, got that citrusy, lemony thing going on. And yeah, of course I loved it. <laughs> They've got great signature it's got cocktails. got green, green
0: chartreuse in it.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm not really sure about all the other ingredients, but man, I tell you what, I loved it. And so anyway... Yes, definitely. Anytime I go to a restaurant, I like having one of their signature cocktails because that represents to me that they really take pride in their menu. And they have these really nice creations and people really like these drinks. Represents, you know, the best of their bartending. And there you go. Bam. Awesome. Cocktails. Yeah. It Along was, with all the wine. I know. So, we oh could have gosh.
0: skipped the cocktails and just had the wine. I and couldn't.
1: I couldn't wait to just get started, <laughs> to be quite honest. I was like, you know, this, this might be a while, so guess what? I'm going to have a cocktail. But uh, yeah, we had a lot, a, a lot of nice drinks for sure.
0: Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And the you know, it's you know, it's, it's not bad prices either for cocktails. You know, when you are talking about a place like Bull and Bear or you know, Four Seasons, I mean, you can have one cocktail and you're. Well, you're pretty good, you know, especially if you get something like the gin and tonic that I had.
1: I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed your gin and tonic, to be quite <laughs> honest. It's usually my drink of choice that and a martini. So. Martini
0: is your drink of choice, gin martini
1: or mule, yeah, these days. But anyway, please continue.
0: Uh, well, I think that pretty much covers our experience there.
1: Okay, so if you haven't dined at Bull and Bear over at the Waldorf Orlando r- Resort, understand that this is definitely a fine dining restaurant. However, there there is a very loose kind of I, I like to think it's very loose dress code oh, because yeah. they're not they're not gonna be like Victorian Alberts where you need to have a dinner jacket or a cocktail dress or, you know, that type of that thing. They understand you maybe you, you've been out in the park all day or maybe you were on the golf course or whatever, so you're gonna, you know, come in and dress casual. But have a fine dining experience.
0: Yeah, I'd say it's like business casual.
1: Yeah, business casual. You know, so definitely shirts, collards, and you know, and you know, I had nice shorts on and, and stuff. So I went in there. I, I definitely wasn't you know dressed in the ball cap and you know a, a tank top.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, you That's, would look really out of place. Yeah, we're, in that we're, place not, doing we're
1: that. Yeah, you're not doing that in this restaurant for sure. But, you know, so um, so let's talk about. We talked about the food, the drink, wine pairing, cocktails. Uh, we talked about Tim a little bit, and we can get into the servers in, in just a bit. But um, what type of atmosphere does Bull & Bear have for your first-time listeners that haven't listened to uh, our Bull & Bear experiences in the past?
0: Let's see. I would say it's got a dark, dark wooden interior. So it's it's elegant, but it's not wouldn't say overstated you know it's
1: not pretentious no i didn't feel that way
0: no it's more laid back even even as nice as the restaurant is and having you know excellent cuisine fine dining you know it's not that stuffiness that some restaurants feel
1: yeah definitely not it still had a very nice energy about about it and there was a nice kind of uh, liveliness and I think all the servers being as professional as they are they had a little pep in their step but they were not only great to talk to and engage with but they offered up really nice suggestions regarding the food and definitely Tim uh, really gave us education you know drinks and and cocktails and beer and, and that type of stuff is really his life I mean he he's like you know, a great sommelier, right? Yes. He knows the history. He knows what goes good with stuff. He works with the chefs, he's incredible in the mind and just so um, professional and uh, really has a good vocal tone. Like he, he never was overbearing, but he was very understated, but easy to understand. Yes. Right.
0: Oh, definitely. It really yeah. added
1: to our experience because I love learning about new drinks and things of that nature. And he's like, Oh, so you're a gin guy. Well, <laughs> Let me tell you about this gin. It pulls uh, out yes. a very special reserve bottle of uh, of gin to have me sample and you sample. And uh, was definitely like, oh, well, you like this. You may want to try this. And uh, would give us reasons why. It was just very, very good. So, But I can't go on and on. Well, yeah, yes, it is. it is
0: Monkey 47 yes. Schwarzwald Dry Gin.
1: I almost said 12 Monkeys.
0: No, that's a movie <laughs> and a TV show.
1: So, at any rate, thank you, Tim. You rock. You have good taste in music, too.
0: <laughs> you always talk music.
1: I can't help myself. And, but, of course, what does our server do? He loves music. Um, the other gentleman who was serving us who used to work over, um, uh, what was the, the other lounge that they have there? Um, at uh, Peacock
0: Alley?
1: At Peacock Alley, yes. He's, like, cross Train and La Luce, right?
0: La uh, yeah. that's the other restaurant that's yeah, over at so, Hilton or uh, Bonnet Creek. Yeah,
1: so he's like cross training in all the different restaurants. But he, too, great music fan and definitely a big fan of the food. So, anyway, big shout-out to those guys. Yes. Great. So, atmosphere, mm-hmm. dress code. Um, you didn't really see a whole lot of kids.
0: No, it's definitely okay. more... It's adult, adult oriented, yeah, and they do have during food and wine weekends. They have kids activities that you can put your kids in at, at night, Um and it takes place. I think it's from like six to ten. So, and, and the kids get dinner there as well. So they'll feed them and they'll make sure that they're entertained the entire night while you're off enjoying a nice, nice meal. Yeah,
1: the like I said, Bull and Bear is is wonderful. Um, I love the food and wine menu that they have for food and wine weekends i think it's an awesome event um and the one thing that i think we should do next time is actually see if one of the chefs would come out and say hi and talk to you for a minute because i but they were so busy yeah so, so that's terribly something you would
0: we would like would have to be scheduled before Ahead the of restaurant officially opens, yeah,
1: yeah, but let me tell you something, as long as we were there because we were there a pretty lengthy time, we did get to speak to the servers and take time, and they appreciated us as much as we appreciated them. So it was a really great experience across the board, and of course, good food takes time to prepare, so. To to wait for the main courses to come out, it wasn't like we did not enjoy the journey. As you can hear, we enjoyed the entire journey from the appetizers all the way through. So, you know, it was definitely worth it. It Yeah. And it was definitely worth it considering how much education that we get. If you're into food, which is why you would be there for food and wine weekends, then it's something that you need to experience for yourself. I
0: agree. Absolutely. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Well, that is our show for today. Uh, Alton, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you?
1: Okay. Well, of course, uh, you and I do a podcast and a show. It's a radio show first, people. It's WDW Tiki Room on Sorcerer Radio. It is one of their flagship shows. We've been around for many, many years, and we do Disney, pop culture. Uh, We talk about gaming on occasion. We have resort reviews. Just everything you want and you're passionate about as a Disney fan. Uh, Marvel and Star Wars talk in there, too, with TV shows. um, And, of course, great music. And that is uh, Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. on Radio at srsounds.com. On demand at www.teakroom.com, iTunes. And you can also check out my website, JediMouseCuteer.com. We get geeky there. We talk more about Marvel, and we talk about the parks. We also talk about upcoming movies, and we do trailers and all kinds of stuff there at JediMasketeer.com. And my Facebook is there. My uh, Instagram is there, too. So uh, please subscribe to WDW Teak Room. Listen to Sorcerer Radio and check out Jedi Masketeer.
0: And as far as Dining at Disney, you can find Bubba and I at at DiningAtDisney.com. Of course, the, the podcast. We would love it for you guys to go on iTunes, Stitcher, give us reviews, five stars. We like that. Uh, share with your friends. Sharing is caring as we like to say. <laughs> so <laughs> don't is. don't hesitate to share the show with your friends. Um, and on social media, of course, you can can find us everywhere under dining at Disney, except for on YouTube, the uh, channel is The Dining at Disney on YouTube. Um, so it,
1: it takes very little effort to give us a thumbs up. It takes very little effort for you to subscribe and share the program. So please do that. And uh, don't forget to check out DiningAtDisney.com for all of your great supporting affiliate links.
0: Yes, we've got Jelly Belly. There's our books are on there as well. Your new
1: book, the Epcot Guide. Disney
0: Store. Yes, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival 2016 Dining Guide is there. So you want to pick that up. It is over 200 pages. uh, Full full color color, photos. Over 100 photos are in the book. Mm. So full schedules, expert dining tips, all kinds of good stuff in there, including uh, you can print out... All of the menu items, take it with you, highlight it, go, this is what I'm going to get, and keep up with things that way.
1: Yeah, the old, good old checklist. Yes. We like it. So, well, thanks for having me on the show.
0: Well, thanks for being on the show. Well, until next time, bon appetit.
1: This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and is intended for entertainment purposes.